Hey, what is up, guys? Today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about learning how to manage that friction and resistance when it comes to publishing. You know, those moments you don't know exactly what to say, how to say it, or you know that you need to start putting your content out into the world, but there's always a but, right? And you never get it done. It just gets pushed down the to-do list. And at the end of the day, you're like, I should have created this piece of content. And then it just becomes this massively overwhelming task that is just scary, right? Or we just completely push it aside and decide to not take care of our content. So let's go and revisit some ways to manage this friction and this resistance so we can get our content out the door, right? Let's do it. We've got some hey, this is Fancy, and welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. That is right. Luisa is not here today. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Ooh, that was smooth. I think that was smoother than when my brother is here. And I'm saying this to see if he actually listens to my episode, my solo episode, guys. So Fonzie here, your favorite brother. That is right. Let Luisa know. Send him a message. Say, wow, Fonzie's episode was absolutely amazing. <laughs> see what he says. See what he's going to say. Now, guys, for today, I want to just talk briefly. This is going to be a probably a Fast and Furious episode about managing friction when creating content. And this is a topic that is dear to us, still full transparency, we still deal with this, right? That resistance to creating, to putting your content and message out there never goes away. And I'm sure you can talk to every single creator, not just any business owner that's trying to create, but actually big time creators. And I'm sure that they're going to share with you that they still experience this sort of friction and resistance when it comes to creating content. So... How do we move beyond this friction and resistance? Well, first of all, let me share a quick story. You know, as you might have heard before in the podcast, we actually used to sell content, right, to brick and mortar businesses here in town. And it was a lot of fun, right? We would go to the studios and we would record. We would preach all about the importance of content and then get to shoot some of it in there, edit it. And then they would do their magic with it. It was absolutely amazing. Until one day, we were sitting at this table with a bunch of business owners. And we were pitching them. Right? We were pitching them about the things that we could do. And they actually liked it. They enjoyed it. But then they told us, whoa, this is all great. But where is your stuff? Right? We, whew, That was rough. We weren't practicing what we preach. We were not taking action. And therefore, there was no not a single thing of social proof from our side, right? We were telling people to publish, yet we had the biggest friction and resistance to publishing ourselves, right? Whether that was we were excusing ourselves because we were saying that we had too, too much to fulfill, too much work that we couldn't pay attention to our content creation. Have you been there? Have you been in that, in that space where you tell yourself, well, you know, my client's work is important, and absolutely it is, but then you use that maybe as an excuse to neglect 
the content creation side of things, which you know is a must too, because we cannot stop marketing and selling inside of our business, right? We know that we need to keep doing it. And that is why we experience that resistance. Because in our mind, we're telling ourselves, I need to do this. I need to do this. And that consistent repetition of telling yourself that you need to do something is just going to add friction. I remember a video I saw from David Metzler not too long ago that he was saying, as soon as you put a goal or a task in your to-do list and you tell yourself, I need to do this by X date, there's immediate resistance, right? There's immediate resistance to that task. So first of all, we need to be a little bit conscious of the language that we use. And I've been reminded of this a lot lately. Instead of saying, I need to do X, Y, and Z, we need to choose to do something. So first of all, change your language, right? Step number one, don't tell yourself, I need to do X amount of content or I need to do uh, X, Y, and Z. Just say to yourself, I choose to do this. And trust me, you're going to, you know, you're going to feel it inside. You're going to feel like this, this warm feeling inside of you of execution, of action taken. And it's actually going to be pretty, pretty cool. So back to the story, right? The owners say that to us. It's like, where's your stuff? And, you know, we just sank right there. We're like, oh, this is awful. What a terrible feeling, right? And a year before that, we actually, well, around a year before that, we actually tried to start publishing. And the challenge was that we added extra friction to the process. We try to make it extremely, you know, perfectionist with a whole bunch of cameras, just a whole bunch of things that honestly at that moment were unnecessary. And what was the issue in there? The issue was that we didn't understand our capacity. We didn't understand our resources to which we could operate, you know, efficiently. And the challenge is that once you are operating in that side, right, when you overestimate your capacity and your resources, that's when you burn out. So that had happened previously to us. So when the business owners told this to us, we're like, okay, well, we, we do need to start publishing now. So how are we going to do this? And the first thought was, well, we need to somehow remove the friction, right? And this is where the first concept comes in. And that is the minimum viable content. And you might have heard heard us talk about it for, uh, you know, quite some episodes. I feel like we haven't mentioned it in a in a very long time. But the minimal viable content actually became a pillar on the things that we started preaching, right? Because it just worked amazing. And the whole thought behind it was, if I have, how can, it, it was not if I have, it was actually, how can I share this piece of information out into the world by spending the um, the least amount of energy possible, right? And you might be thinking to yourself, whoa, that is a, a lazy way of thinking, right? Well, let me tell you, I think it's a smart way of thinking. Um, fun fact, actually, when I was a kid, actually, I was called lazy a lot. And I think I, I had that, you know, that feeling inside of me. And sometimes, you know, when they put those tags on you, sometimes you're out there in the world and you start reminding yourself of all these things that they used to say and you're like oh man I'm lazy I'm lazy right and I remember one day I was sitting 
throwing, you know, some papers to the trash can and it just hit me. It's like, I'm not lazy. I'm just trying to find an efficient way to do things, right? And I remember connecting that specific thought to the minimal viable content, trying to create content. What is the least amount of energy I can spend to get the best possible outcome in content, right? So we started brainstorming, we started talking, and from that arise this the 45 life, right? And you might have heard us talking about it. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but pretty much is a challenge where we go live on Facebook for 45 days in a row. Why? Because all you need is a message and press go live on Facebook. And that's about it, right? You need a, what am I going to say? And a, how am I going to deliver this? And then go live. And that's it. The friction is very, very minimal, right? And then I remember I was reading this book. It was great. It's called Tiny Habits and by BJ Fox. So go check it out. If you are trying to develop whatever habit inside of your life, go and check this out. And I was, re I was reading about it because guess what? Creating content can become a habit, right? You can become a creator. Yes, there's still going to be friction and resistance. But for me, was, how can I make this something that I do on a consistent basis, right? Just like a habit. So I was reading the book and I'm not kidding. I turned the page and I see this graph that is called the fuck behavioral model, right? So it is trademarked by him. Obviously, all the rights go to BJ Fogg. But I see this and start and I start reading it. And in my mind, it's like, this is the exact explanation for the minimal viable content. Literally, what I was envisioning is the same exact thing. And I always say the universe has a very curious way of putting things in front of you, right? Just when you need it, and you can call that the RAS, right? The reticular activation system that when you're aware of something, you're going to see more of it. That was probably it. But I come across this fuck behavioral model and my mind is just blown, right? So imagine a graph, just a vertical line and then a horizontal line. And the bottom line represents your ability to do a specific task. And then the, the vertical line represents your motivation, so as you know, motivation is flimsy. When we wake up, we feel pretty motivated some days. And then as the day goes on, the motivation just declines because it's, it's pretty tied to your energy levels. Now at the bottom, we got the ability. So if we go to the left side of that line, it's going to be things that are very difficult to do. And if you go to the right, are things that are very easy to do. And in the middle of that graph, there's like this curved line that goes from the top, curves, and then it reaches the bottom right of the graph. So on the easy to do things. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add this just so you guys know. I'm going to add a little resource, the minimal, viable, um, the minimal viable content worksheet that we have. So you can claim it. So just go on the episode notes and you can pick it up from there. But pretty much this becomes a model where you can check where your activities fall, the things that you're going to do, right? And whether you're experiencing high, depending on whether you're experiencing high motivation, low motivation, and whether it is a task that takes, you know, that is hard to do or easy to do, is going to fall in a certain spot inside of this graph. And it's going to tell you whether it is easily executable or not. So that being said, the whole concept is, 
how can I make great content, right? Minimal Bible content. How can I make this great content by spending the least amount of energy? And when I saw this graph, I was like, oh, cool. I need to do things when I'm highly motivated and ability-wise easy to do. That's the total opposite of what I was doing previously. Previously, I was literally trying to do things in an extremely hard way. I had to edit. I had multiple cameras. I was just, it was just crazy, right? Like I'm thinking about it and I'm just getting overwhelmed over here. And then I was trying to do it towards the end of the day, which my motivation was as low as possible because I was tired. I didn't have the energy. So guess what? It wouldn't get done because it falls under the line of action, right? On this behavioral model. So when I saw it, I was like, this is it. This is it. How can we, you know, do something where we're highly motivated and it's easy to do? And the answer was the Facebook lives, right? The 45 live. And we started going live. We, re we totally removed the friction. Now, the only friction was finding what to say and just thinking about how to say it, which I'm going to give you an answer to that in here in just a second. But this was absolutely amazing because we started executing consistently. And yes, it got to a point we did 17 days and we actually got a big, big, fat, juicy contract out of it, right? And then we stopped because we started telling ourselves again that we needed to fulfill, that we were busy fulfilling when, let's be honest, in reality, yes, we are busy fulfilling, but we still got 1% of our day that we can create, right? Just go and check your screen time on your phone. And if you have more than 15 minutes consumed on your phone, right now that means that you got the time to create plenty of content right and why do i say 15 minutes because guess what 15 minutes is literally just one percent of your day so the question is can you invest one percent of your day in creating something that compounds right because your content compounds out there and then people just watch it right and it, it just doesn't compound on the side of things of your content per se, but it compounds on your ability to create. The more you create, the better you're going to create content and put it out there. Now, where does this 1% theory comes out? Uh, I love this story, so I'm just going to share it briefly. But I was listening to this podcast. It was James Altucher talking. And I don't know if you're familiar with James Altucher, but actually, one of my first ever entrepreneurial books was Choose Yourself, from James Altucher. So, you know, I have a little soft spot for, for his content. And I was listening to this interview and he was talking about how he invests his money. And he said, I never put more than 1% of my net worth into a deal. And I asked him, and why is that, right? Like, are in some deals in there that you want to put way more money? And he's like, no, because if I put 1%, I'm okay with losing that 1%. But there's also the possibility that that 1% is going to be an extreme winner and is going to literally double my net worth, right? So it's not just going to, you know, raise it to like 2% of my network. No, it's going to double my net worth. So I started thinking, I was like, hmm, that's a very interesting concept. What if we do the same with, with content? What if I decide to not spend more than 1% on creating you know, certain amount of content, especially at first, because if I, if that content flops, well, I just 
technically lost 15 minutes, right? Which I actually don't believe you lost it because you you invested that time in creating, which is investing time in yourself and you're just growing at that time. But let's say it flops and you're like, oh, well, it was 15 minutes. It's okay. But what if that one 15-minute video that you create just takes off and a lot of people watch it and the right people watch it, right? It's just mind-blowing because the opportunities are crazy. So again, are you willing to invest that 1% of your day, aka 15 minutes into creating content? If the answer is, is yes, which I hope it is, then how do I remove, how do I manage the friction and remove the resistance? Go through the minimal viable content worksheet. I'm going to put it down there in the comments and trust me, it's going to be a game changer. Now, uh, the next thing it was, how do we deal with what to say and how to say it? And this is very simple, right? I'm not going to complicate it for you, but it's just called frameworks, right? Can you have frameworks that are going to facilitate for you to come up with what to say and how to say it so you don't have to think about it every single time? And I'm going to give the example of the CEOs, you know, that you see them dressed this like high company like these tech companies the biggest ones right that you see like uh tim cook um or uh, the facebook ceo mark zuckerberg right you see them dress always with the same thing black pants black t-shirt right and it's pretty common it is it, uh it is broadly known that they dress like that because they don't want to be making so many decisions right it's just simple and it just saves energy for them because every decision that we take takes a lot of energy. So if we have frameworks that can help us figure out what are we going to say and how are we going to say it, it is going to be massive because we're going to have a framework that allows to save energy when it comes to figure out a topic of what to talk about and then we're going to do the same thing for how we're going to talk about those things. So we got a few frameworks of our own that we use. I'm going to share with you maybe just two in here to not complicate it too much. The very first one, and this this one's my brother's favorite, is what did I learn today, right? Because, again, we should be learning every single day if we're just static without doing anything. Um, actually, that's just going to be, it's no bueno. But at the same time, it just it doesn't give you the inspiration to create as well. So first of all is what did I learn today? And then how can I tie that to the thing that I am either promoting or the topic that I'm talking about or the message? And that's it. You press live, remove the friction and talk about it. Now, the second framework, which I really like is let's say you run across an idea that you want to talk about, right? A lot of times throughout the day, you're going to find yourself saying to yourself, ooh, that will be a great piece of content. Well, step number one of the framework is to document that thought, whatever it is. Just put it in your notes. Send yourself an email. I don't care. Just put it a two-liner in there. Hey, I want to talk about Lego cars. Cool. Lego cars. There's a cool story. Just whatever it is that's going to remind you later to do it or if you're one of those that wants to attack when inspiration comes in, even better. 
Now, once you have your idea, you can actually figure out what to say through these five things, right? You can turn that idea into a teachable, right, piece of content, an observation type of content, a contrarian type of content, right, where you're taking some opposite points of views. You can potentially create a listicle about it, and you can do an analysis on that idea. So from one idea, now you have five watts. You have five different things that you can say just with one idea. And then how do we say it? Well, there are frameworks for that, right? We got the pass, which is the problem, agitate, solution. You have the classic hook story offer, right? Let me start with a, a little hook. What story can I attach to it? And then offer it some sort of CTA, CTA, right? And just like that one, we got many other frameworks just to share your message. So if you're curious to know some of, some of those other frameworks, just let me know. Send me a message at BizBrosco on Facebook, on Instagram, or if you want to talk to your favorite brother, aka Fonzie, make sure you send me a message at Luis Camejo V on Instagram. That's where I live the most. And if by any chance you want to connect with my brother, I mean, we all know I'm your favorite brother. You can hit him up at, at Luis D. Camejo on Instagram. Guys, so this was everything for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a really good time sharing this message with you on how to manage friction and just get rid of the resistance when you are trying to create content. Because at the end of the day, we want daily consistent content if possible, right? Again, we need to manage our capacity and our resources. That's another point that we've covered plenty before, but we want to be out there at the end of the day. We want to put our content out into the world because if not, how are people going to find us, right? So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. If you learned something today, please hit me up on Instagram at BeastBrosCo. I want to I wanna hear all about it. Please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you.